0: Oftentimes I sit up here and I I wish there were more verses that I could just sit and sit and listen longer. Open your Bibles with me to Psalm one hundred thirty nine. Psalm one thirty nine. Some of the old writers um, believe that this this particular psalm was, was written after that occasion. We read about there where Shimei came and cursed David. Um, often, often think about that, uh, you know, things that occur in our life that, uh, uh, gosh, we just wonder. I mean, can you imagine, this is the king. This this is this is David and he's surrounded by. It says all of his mighty men on the right and left and here comes this fella out and he's he's throwing rocks and he's cursing he's cursing the king. Um, and one one of David's servants said, "Just let me just say the word. Let me go over there. I'll I'll take off his head." And David said, "No, no. The Lord sent him." it may it may be that he'll he'll do me good from this from this from this cursing well let's look at this let's look at this passage together this morning There's there's much here but i i hope we can just see two or three things we'll, we'll be doing well and the first one is this look at verse 1 david says o lord thou hast searched me and known Now, truly, God knows all things. He knows all things, and he knows all people. Peter said that. Peter said, Lord, thou knowest all things. There's not anything that Almighty God does not know. But he knows his people in in a special way. I think that's pretty clear in in scripture. He knows his elect. He knows his children. Just like just like you that have children. You know, you know your children. You know pretty much everything about them. You you know the things that they do that make you happy. You know their faults. Um you know all things about your kids. And I I, I can Foolishly as a child, I, I used to think that's all, my parents only knew the good things about me, but um, we, we know everything. There, pretty much everything there is to know about our, our children. Almighty God knows his children. He knows his elect. He searches and he finds them. He knows, he knows where they are. He knows when he'll cross their path. Might be at an early age, it might be at an old age. But he knows when he'll cross their path. Think about uh, Zacchaeus back there in Scripture. It says that when he came to the place, that was a that was a, a particular place. That was no that was no accident that he wandered upon a a sycamore tree. It was not an accident that he was a small fella and he couldn't see over the crowd. That tree was there, determined to be there from all eternity. He came to the place. How about that eunuch? That eunuch had, had went off to some religious meeting. He, he went, he'd taken a trip over to the Holy Land. And he was coming back and he was sitting there in his chariot and he was a reading from... Isaiah the prophet, he didn't have a clue what he was reading. And Philip was sent to him. Remember that? And he asked, he said, do you understand what you're reading? Not only did the Lord put him there at that particular place, at that particular time, with that scripture in his hand, he gave him a teachable spirit. How often has somebody tried to teach us something? We say, "Listen, I, I don't need to be told that. I'm not a child." What was his reply? How can I accept some man should guide me? How can I accept some man should should teach me? And you know, we could go all through the scriptures and see examples time and time again of God. Saving his people. In John chapter 10 verse 14. Our Lord said this. He said. I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And listen. Not only do I know my sheep. I'm known of mine. He, he knows his sheep. Isn't that encouraging. That he knows every last one of his sheep. There he is. And he calls them. Not only does He know, He knows them by name. He calls them by name. And He knows them in the sense that they're one. Think, think about that. We're one. We're made one with Him. He is one with us. He's one with His people. He knows them with a, a perfect and eternal love. Scripture says this. He laid, listen, this is how much he loved it. He laid down his life. He laid down his life for his sheep, for the redemption of his sheep. And not only does he know his sheep, we know him. Uh, he's pleased to reveal himself to his people. They lo- we love him and will commit all to him. Paul writing to Timothy, he said, I'm not ashamed. For I know whom I believe. I know him. That's what he's saying. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Can, can we say what David said here in the psalm? O oh Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Not everyone can. Not everyone can say that. You know, there there are some who, in a sense, he doesn't know. Over in Matthew chapter 7. Turn there with me. Matthew chapter 7. Look at verse 21. Beginning with verse 21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord. There's a lot of religious talk in our time. A lot of use of the Lord's name. Look what he says. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? How we built buildings and we dedicated things to you? Many wonderful works. Verse 23. Then will I profess unto them Oh this would be a terrible thing to hear I never do you Depart from me ye that work iniquity Paul writing to Timothy in second Timothy two he said this he said The foundation of God standeth sure having this seal the Lord knoweth them that are His. He chose them. He, he died for them. They'll never perish. They're His. Back to our text, back here in, in Psalm 139. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Verse 2. Thou knowest my down and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Consider his care for his people. He said, when I, when I set a simple task, when I sit down, he's there. When I rise up, he's, he's there. Now understand this my thought, afar off. I'll tell you, I'm thankful. (laughs) I'm thankful you don't know my thoughts. I can say that on many occasions. You know, uh, a lot of times we just fly off the mouth and say things um, that we wish we'd never said. But more often, we fly off and say things that never come out of our mouth. Aren't we thankful that people don't know our thoughts? I'm thankful right now. That I don't know your thoughts, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to know your your thoughts. But you know what? That doesn't change the fact that Almighty God does. He knows, He knows our thoughts. He knows them afar off. He knows them before we even before we even think of them. Nothing, absolutely nothing, is hid from Almighty God. Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve, we read. The word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. A discerner of the thoughts and intents. Listen, and not just, not just my thoughts, huh? Not just our thoughts. He knows our heart. He know Christ knows our heart. God told Samuel back there in the Old Testament, back before he had him anoint David as king, and remember Jesse's sons were passing before him. And the Lord said to Samuel, because we'd pick the, we'd pick the tallest one, right? We'd pick the one with the broadest shoulders. He said, he said, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature. The Lord seeth not as man seeth. Man looketh on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. He knows our heart. All things, Scripture says that all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Adam and Eve learned that, didn't they? They learned that pretty quick there in the garden. They they tried to, well, first they tried to hide from God after they had disobeyed him after the after the fall they tried to hide from you know whether we know it or not we're sinners we're dead in trespasses and sin and there's nothing we can do to cover that we we can we can knit all those uh, uh fig leaf aprons together like adam and eve did and try to cover our nakedness but it will not do. And there is nothing we can do to cover our sin. We're dead in trespasses and sin. He, David tried that. David kind of learned that the hard way. Remember that? He had, uh, remember that when he'd committed adultery with Bathsheba and then he, he came up with a plan. He said, well, I'll, I'll have Uriah come home from the battle and nobody will know about this. And Uriah slept out there. He wouldn't even go in the house. He slept out on his front porch. And um, then what did David do? He he said, you send him out into the heat of the battle. He said, you take Uriah and send him out into the hottest part of the battle and withdraw from him. He He thought he had taken care of this. Uriah died out there on the battlefield. A little bit later on, the Lord sent Nathan to David. He sent a messenger to him there in uh, 2 Samuel 12. And he told him, he, he told him that story. He, he said there was a, uh, a rich man that had exceeding great herds. This rich man had, he had everything. And he said there was a poor man. He didn't have much. He had this, he had this little ewe lamb that he kept in his house and he kept it like one of his own, own children. It was like a child to him. And then he said there was a rich man that came. And he said, wealthy man traveling through town, a traveler. And instead of that rich man taking from his own herd and preparing a meal for him, he took this poor man's one little ewe lamb and he slayed it. And that's what, that's what he fed to that traveler. And when David heard that story, he was furious. Uh, he he flew into a he flew into a rage. It says his anger was kindled, and he said, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. You ever notice you ever notice that it's it's a whole lot easier to see someone else's sin than it is to see our own? It's easy to see the sins of another, but listen, that's not the problem. The problem is I'm the sinner. huh? David, there he is standing there. He's flying into that rage, and and Nathan looks at him, and he said to David, David, you're the man. Thou art the man. He'd searched him, hadn't he? he? He knew him. He knew, David, nothing is hid from God. David said this. He said, I've sinned against God. I have sinned against God. And Nathan said to David, what a a relief this must have been. Nathan said, first he said, "You're, you're the man. You're the sinner, but then he said this: The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Now were there consequences of David's sin? Absolutely. huh David uh, David reaped what he'd sowed for, for sure. Um, the sword never departed from his, from his house. Evil was evil was raised up against him from from within, from within his own house. It gave it gave occasion to the enemies to to blaspheme uh, David's David's God, and that child born to to uh, David and Bathsheba it it died. That's Shimei would would later curse him and throw rocks at him, but but listen. Listen to this. The Lord hath also put away thy sin. That can only happen in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he, He took our sin upon himself. He bore our sin in his body on the tree. Scripture declares this. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin turn back to to Psalm 139 here again. Look at verse 20, 23. David says, search me. Search me, know my heart, try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. You know he he knows the he, knows the, he can number our hairs. That's how intimately he knows. He knows every hair in our head. How could could David say this? How could David say, search me and, 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 and let me know if there be any wicked way in me? Again, there's only one way. And that's because the Lord Jesus Christ put away his sin. And if the Lord Jesus Christ put away my sin, I have no sin. I'm, I'm sinless and I have to be sinless. Scripture declares it must be perfect to be accepted. Go back to, back to verse three of our text here. He said, Thou compass my path, my line down, and are acquainted with all my ways. He surrounds us. He, And though we lie down at night and rest and sleep, he ever cares for us. He, he, never, he never slumbers nor sleeps. A- Andrew Jackson, I've I, I seen this um, coming out of the Don Fortner study one time, a little, little sign he had up here. But Andrew Jackson said this he, he was once asked how he could be so calm in battle. And this was this was his reply. He said he said my beliefs teach me to feel as safe on the battlefield as I do in my own bed. The Lord protects. The Lord keeps his people. You know, our pastor brought a message from this last Sunday there in 2 Kings 6. Remember the the king of Syria had had that uh, Sent a, a big army to capture Elisha, and he'd sent his uh, his horses and his chariots and a large army. I always found that very interesting that he sent such a, a large group just for one just for one fella. And Elisha's servant walked out at night, and he looked up and he saw they were surrounded. And when he saw this great army, he he cried unto Elisha, "What shall we do? What what are we gonna what are we gonna do?" We're just two men down here. And Elisha replied. This was his reply. Don't be afraid. How can I not be afraid? How can I not be scared to death? Don't be afraid. They that be with us are more than they that be against us. Hmm. King Hezekiah told the people of Judah, when the king of Syria came against them, he said, with them, it's an arm of flesh. That's all it is. It's an arm of flesh. But with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. Well, again, he, he knows us. He, and he keeps us and he protects his, his people. Verse 4. Again of our text here. There's not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. He He knows our words before they even before they even come off our tongue. When I'm sitting there thinking, what am I going to say? He already He already knows it. He's all knowing. He's all seeing. Let's read on here. I want to get to I want to get to verse ten. Verse five. Thou hast beset me behind And before, lay thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's high, I cannot attain it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, He's still there. He's still there. And listen. Thinking about that going into the uttermost part of the sea. However far that is. You know, there's parts of the sea that we can't even, we, we don't even know how deep it is or where it is. That seems very unattainable, doesn't it? But the uttermost. Yet scripture says he's able to save to the uttermost them that come to God by him. Now verse, verse 10, I want to spend just a little bit of a little bit of time here. Two more points. Even there, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. He, he knows me. He knows his people. He leads his people and he holds. He holds his people. Now this is, think Think about who's speaking here. This is, this isn't just anyone. This is David. This is, this is King David. David, who, who went out one morning and slew Goliath. That giant that came out and, and, and cursed the people every morning. This is David that went out and, and slew him. David who was, as a young man he was anointed to be king. David the son of Jesse of whom scriptures declare that he was a man after God's own heart. This is amongst men this is somebody, right? This is and he says David says this. You've known me. You you know me. And um, here we read, thy hand shall lead me. Thy hand shall lead me. Lord, lead me. Don't just, um, just don't, don't, I need more than just being told. I need more than just being showed the way. I, I need more than just being pointed in the right direction. Lead me. And then he says, Hold, hold me. I just pictured David, he was a man's man. He was a king. Yet he says, I need I need to be led, or I need you to hold me. I need to be, I need to be kept. As great as he was, though, as great a man as David was, he was a great sinner. That's pretty clear in Scripture too. But a great sinner. We read that earlier. He committed adultery with Bathsheba. He, he murdered Uriah. He numbered Israel. He did all these things. He was a great sinner. But a great sinner must have a great Savior. Psalm 139.10 Psalm Even there, and this is the second point, Thy hand shall lead me. Lead me. Look at at verse 24 of uh, Psalm 139. (coughs) David makes this request. He says, uh, lead me. This, This is where I want you. Lead me in the way everlasting. You know, throughout God's word, we read of many ways in which men are, prone to go. In uh, Psalm one forty six, look look over just a page or two. Psalm one forty six verse nine. Here's one of those ways, the way of the wicked. It says here that the Lord preserveth the strangers, he relieveth the fatherless and the widow, but the way of the wicked the way of the wicked he turneth upside down. Another place in Scripture we read there's a way that seems right to a man. Now think about that. It seems right on every everything about it, it seems right. But the end thereof are the ways of, of death. In Proverbs chapter four, verse fourteen we, we read about the, uh, the path of the wicked. The way of evil men. The broad way. Scripture says there's a broad way which leadeth to to death and destruction. David knew it that way, didn't he? David was very familiar with that way. That was a path that he had he had traveled on more than one one occasion. But you know, I. I remember I remember Bob Coffey teaching some of our young young kids, and this was probably twenty twenty years ago. And he was he was looking at this passage, the way of the wicked. We should be very thankful for this, the way of the wicked, because that's the way we go. It says this: He turneth upside down. He doesn't leave his people on that path. Does the way of the wicked? He turneth. Upside down. David makes this request. He says, lead me in the way everlasting. The everlasting way. That's an old way. That's an old way in scripture. Turn to, uh, turn to Jeremiah chapter six. Jeremiah chapter six, look at verse sixteen. Jeremiah six, sixteen. Thus saith the Lord Stand ye in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths. Wherein is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk therein. We'll not have this man reign over. That's the way we need though. We need the old path. That way, which was from the beginning. In John 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. That's that's the old path. The Lord Jesus Christ, in, in, in John 14, verse 5, Thomas speaking to the Lord, he said, We know not whither thou goest, and um, how can we know the way? What was our Lord's reply to him? I am the way. I am the way. The truth and the life and no man cometh to the Father but by me. Oh, that the Lord would, would give us that prayer. Uh, Lord lead me, lead me in the way everlasting. That's Christ. He is, he is the way. Not just, listen, not just the way by example. uh, Not just a, a prophet to teach the way. Not just a guide. He himself is the way. That's what scripture declares. He's the way from God. To man. Huh? All those blessings that flow from God to man flow through the Lord Jesus Christ. And He's the way from man to God. He's our righteousness, He's our high priest, He's our sin offering. By his life, he honored the law of God in every jot and tittle, perfectly obeyed God's law. By his death, he enables God to be both just and justify sinners like us. Moses prayed back there in Exodus 33. He said the same thing. Show me thy way. Show me thy way. And he went on, he said, that I might know him, that that I might find grace in his sight. Lead me in the way everlasting. Well turn back again to our text. Psalm 139. He says, He says, You've known me, you've led me. Verse 10. ever there there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. You've searched me and you've known me. You've led me in the way everlasting. Thy right hand shall hold thee. That word hold, sometimes we just skip over these words, but that word hold, it means... More than just to just I'm, I'm holding this glass. It means to take possession of. Now, now if you take possession of something, it's it's yours. We're his. He said, You you hold me. I'm if I'm in his hands, I'm his. Abigail reminded David of that. You all, you all remember that story when when David sought to to kill Nabal because he had uh, he had treated his servants poorly, and um, Abigail said this. She said, "The soul of my lord shall be bound up in the bundle of life with the Lord, thy God, dear in the Lord, precious in His sight, carefully preserved." just like all of his sheep are. Every last one of them. Safe in his hands and under his care and and keeping. Isaiah wrote this. He said, he'll feed his flock like a shepherd. He'll gather the lambs with his arms and he'll carry them in in his bosom. I, I think about these these little ones. You you think is there is there any safer place that that appears to be safer than when when their mothers just holding them, held held and kept. He says, "Thy right hand, thy thy strength, thy right hand shall hold me." Well, turn with me to just a another scripture here. Look at John. Chapter Ten John Chapter Ten Our Lord had, had walked into the temple in Jerusalem, um, and it was during the, the feast of the, the dedication. And uh, a group of Jews, they, they, a group of religious fellows came round about him, and they said, uh, how long are you going to make us to, to doubt? If, if thou be the Christ, tell us, tell us plainly. Do, do you have John 10? Look at verse 25. Jesus answered them, and he said, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me, but you believe not, because you're not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Verse 29, my father which gave them me is greater than all. Listen, not only are you you never going to be plucked out of his hand, no man is able to pluck them out of my father's. I and my Father are one. Can we take comfort in that, knowing that we're safe and secure in in his hand? Well, one, one last time. Look back here to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Look at uh, verse 23. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. He knows his people. He leads his people. And he holds his people. Makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, there he is. Why? Why wouldn't he hold them? Keeps him. We, we opened, opened the service. Um, that, that parable our Lord spoke. He said, what, what man of you, if he had a hundred sheep, if he loses one, does he not leave the 99 and go out into the wilderness and search until he finds it? And when he finds it, Picks it up, lays it on his shoulder, and he he carries it home. He knows his sheep. He, he, he knows it by name. There he is. He knows our condition. He knows where we are. He knows everything about his sheep. <laughs> he leads his sheep through, through, through times of Trouble times of, of uh, good times. He he always leads his sheep, and he holds, he holds his sheep, keeps them keeps them near to him. Listen, it says he 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 put him on his shoulder, and he he carried him on. I I I don't know a lot, but I know this. Sometimes when you put a wild animal up on your shoulder, it it'll kick and make a mess on you and try to get away, even when you're trying to do it right. Isn't that isn't that true of us? We we kick and carry on. But listen, if we're his, he will never let he'll never let go. He'll never let go. God's people. We're known, led, and held. I, I pray that he would reveal that to us and give us comfort and hope and rest, not in anything in us, but in Him. Rest in Him. All right.